My name is Dan. And I'm Joe. And we're here to t- in Sunbear Studios. <laughs> we are. We're, we're, uh, we're here in the very quiet room at my new recording studio. Sunbear Recording Studio or Sunny B. Sunny B. Nobody is going to. Oh, somebody's <laughs> going to end up calling it that and it's going to be you. It is going to be me. <laughs> Welcome to Sunny B, baby. <laughs> We ain't so, got a lot of sun like Los Angeles, <laughs> but baby, we got sunny B. Yeah, we don't have any sun really because we're it's actually in a basement. In a basement. It's so, fucking dark. Yeah, I mean, it's not that dark. The lights. It's are not up. that dark. Anyway, so anyway, so we're, we're here you- to learn <laughs> about uh, music, about sounds, about sound. Once again, welcome uh, to Sounds Cool. Nice. Yeah, the way I said it. Because yeah. So this is going to be this episode is going to be part two of our uh, sort of history. Pilot. Yeah, it's a well, uh, yeah, it's a part two of the pilot, I guess. Extended pilot. It's the it's an extended pilot. This is the tallest pilot ever. Yeah. So this is part two of our pilot. This, this pilot can't fly planes because he's too tall. Yeah, he's too tall. He doesn't fit in the planes. He has to go long ways. <laughs> they had yeah. to put pedals in the back so he could pedal the wait, plane. Wait, what? That's... <laughs> he has to lie on his stomach and yeah, well, pedal the plane. You don't oh. put pedals in the back of the plane because he's too tall. He's too long for the plane. Just double checking. You know they don't use pedals on a plane, right? <laughs> Like, just double checking, you know that they actually do use foot pedals in a plane? I mean, I, okay, when you said <laughs> pedals in a plane, I imagined a bicycle. I know. <laughs> I know, that was, the, that was, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very elaborate gear mechanism that powers a plane. Um, it's, like a fifth, it's like a 500 million to one gear ratio. So where did we leave off? We left off on the last episode with uh, the end of sort of the history of mechanically recorded sound. Now, we're going to bring... Pretty sure there was like a duck? There was a duck. There was a duck that Wait, pooped. Oh, it was a pooping duck. That right. was I sort it might of have been a farting duck. an offshoot of... No, that was completely, yeah, completely it was uh, all, germane. It was a musical instrument, a pooping duck. Yeah. I mean, that's probably not the weirdest thing anyone's ever made into a musical instrument. That's fair. You ever seen an ocarina? <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. It's anyway. Fucked up. Um, so we're going to start. We're going to inject a little. What are we going to inject? We're going to inject a little juice into. Do you have juice? The, I don't have any juice in the studio. Why did you bring um, up juice then? Because it's a synonym. It's a synonymous with For, electricity. Oh, I thought you were going to go with steroids. No. We're going to inject a little juice. So, uh, uh, look, get really. I, uh. I didn't come upon any of that in my research on the history of electromechanically recorded sound. Bach was swole as fuck, actually. <laughs> and it was all wrong. Well, that was pre electromechanically recorded sound. Dude. Yeah, but it wasn't pre juice. Let me tell you. You see them, you see them arms, them, them legs? He's juicing. Bach was jocked. Bach hard. That's where they get the phrase. Cutting that joke out. I hate it. I'm what so is the Bach hard? Bach is jocked. I'm cutting that out. That's fair. All right. So we Joe made a joke about Bach being jocked, and he's cutting it out. And he's cutting this out too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Now. So I think maybe it's time for you to inject a little juice into this conversation. Yeah. So steroids. With, 
<laughs> Jeez. No. Um. Uh. So I think after mechanical, what do we what do we got after that? We are going into electro mechanically recorded sound. Nice. Which basically means Which is what we're doing now, right? Yeah, that's that's what well technically no, yes. Li- it's literally. I mean technically yes because I mean you have that big reel to reel going that's that well, we're that's that we're shouting us. at no it's we're not sh- actually going into that. No, not that one. The the other one. The one where you have that person like poking holes in a thing and oh, it's yeah. making holes in the tape and the tape goes through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one. Electromechanical. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so what's electromechanical recorded sound, Joe? All right, electromechanically recorded sound involves. Don't worry, I can. We have separate microphones for that reason. Um, Good. <laughs> so, electro anything that involves the use of electricity to record sound is electromechanically recorded, like a theremin um, or a vibrator. Technically, I guess digital sound is. Which one of those is digital? What a vibrator? Yeah, or the <laughs> a vibrator? You just realized I said that, huh? <laughs> Please don't cut that. It was so good. You missed it. It was making me so happy. It. Okay. Okay. Um, good. All right. So, so like a theremin or a thing that isn't a vibrator, or like wax cylinders. What? Wax isn't electric. Go on. It's not, but the device that powers it was also mm, not always ma- using <laughs> electricity. Okay, cool, good. But um, glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Waxy late, page. Later devices used electricity because obviously Edison was all about killing being an everything, asshole, being a piece of shit, and killing everything with electricity, including his own invention, the wax cylinder. Oh shit! In 1877, though. The, the first, but they're all a base for Rutherford Hayes. Electromechanically recorded sounds were produced, though that's not 100 percent accurate. There is, uh, there are some recordings that were only very recently recovered okay. from a couple of decades before that. Now, are I these think, were these on wax? They were not on wax. They were on paper, and they weren't. Oh, that's horrible. They weren't. Um, <laughs> Yeah. That yeah. sounds like the quality is incredibly bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, we listened to them outside of this podcast, and I wasn't really going to mention it because it was so new. But um, uh, Because it was so dreadful? Yeah, it was pretty Good job, rough. paper. Okay. So- cool. So, yeah, the first actually electromechanically recorded sound, sort of, was the- Around the 50s, right? Uh, the 1860s. Mm-hmm. No, that's not right. No, I was right. I, I mean, it was sort of this. There is there are some from the 1860s, but the actual technology was created in 1918, 1918, 1857. Okay, the actual that's te- an eight-digit number. I'm going to need you to clarify. <laughs> that's fair. So the actual technology of the phone was seventeen seven seventy five. Was in seventeen seventy six. No, uh, it was created in eighteen fifty seven by a Parisian inventor, Edward Leon Scott de Martinville. A very very fancy name. It's a pretty good name. That's a pretty I mean, solid name. I mean, he's Parisian, so he probably could have done a little better than that. Yeah, he could have had a couple of more 
words thrown in there. I don't know anything about the, the naming conventions of Paris. So the earliest actually like recordings of a human voice, recordings of a sound as it is transmitted... I think I remember the hearing about part. this. It sounded um, like a fucking. They ghoul. don't sound good. They sound very, very bad. But um, yeah, they're they're sheets of paper with sound wave modulated lines created by a vibrating stylus. Um, it's also oh, vibrators do may in- involve electromechanical music. <laughs> yes, and, and there's a lot of vibration in electromechanically produced right, my sound. Ass, I'm making- yeah. Truth, I'm dropping truth bombs. It's the truth. And you're all pissed. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Dan. No, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, so phonautograms. The phonautograph was the actual first eat shit Thomas Edison. Um, but anyway. to reiterate that, Thomas Edison can eat shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, now we have to talk about his wax cylinder technology, which mm-hmm. was created uh, not long after... Uh, it was initially developed in the late 1800s. Um, they used it's it, self-explanatory. They used a wax cylinder. Now, um, is this one big solid cylinder of pure wax? It's not big. It's about the size of a roll of toilet paper, like a cheap roll that you didn't pay a lot of money for because you like ran out and you just needed some in an emergency. But you know, gross. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> So they, yeah, like they're a bad scenario. I don't like it. Um, And the surface, what it would do is you would have a horn, uh, like a very, think a trombone horn uh, that was attached to a uh, stylus. And as sound was, you know, made into the horn, it had to be very loud because. It was not a sensitive or or uh, nuanced technology. Wax cylinders were just okay at uh, reproducing music. Did if, you have to think about that for a sec. Just okay. They were just okay. Uh, obviously, at the time, that was there wasn't many. There weren't many more options uh, other than that. For These wax cylinders suck. Let's get some H tracks. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't uh, head down to the old. General store, the old coronet, the old coronet, and uh, wait, coronet that's that music store, right? Does that still exist? Coronet was a single, it was the I was only in Smithtown and they closed. I'm a fucking okay, wow, whoops, yeah. accidental deep cut. <laughs> uh, there was a music store that I assumed was a chain yeah. and just existed everywhere. Nope, oops, yeah, they sold this. Death of the local music store. Death of the local scene, man. What the fuck? No, Smithtown never had a local scene. That's true. Fuck Smithtown almost as much as fuck Thomas Edison. True. Anyway, <laughs> get out of these local politics and back into history where we belong. Yeah. So the the technology was was um, obviously revolutionary at the time, but uh, probably left no, a lot to be desired. Yeah. By no means was fidelity uh, a thing. So what you're saying is, like a key party, fidelity wasn't really a thing. <laughs> you know what a key yeah, party. I know what a key okay, party good. is. Just double checking. I know what a key party is. Good one. So with wax cylinders, uh, they were not a sensitive recording medium. You had to 
shout or play music very loud to oh, get anything into them. Um, yeah. I think we, we went through some demos once again outside of the podcast. You can look them up very easily uh, to find what sort of sound samples have uh, been ripped from surviving uh, wax cylinders. Do we have some of, like, remember the shouting? Remember last oh, episode yeah. I talked a bunch about yeah, shouting? Yeah. Maybe I can throw some them. of that in. Yeah, because that was I can probably good. cut that in. I really did enjoy that gag. That was good, yeah. 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 So you're just this team. You're a member of Edison's team, and Edison's yeah. like, stay here for a moment. <laughs> Closes the door behind him. And you yeah. just hear, Eat shit! <laughs> Asshole! Door opens back up. Okay, here, pl- pl- press this button. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's owned. <laughs> we should work some of that episode into this if we can. Yeah, I, I'll try to weave some stuff in without it being too jarring because it's a very different sound. This episode of this podcast is brought to you by a different episode of this podcast. And while it was primarily used for dictation in the beginning because uh, the devices themselves were fairly sensitive, so that I'm looking I, <laughs> sorry just dictation no. it's like oh no wait then do the next paragraph <laughs> and then say cordially yours <laughs> and change places Mr. Anderson <laughs> do you get that <laughs> yeah um, but they were quickly adopted for music uh things any sort of like acoustic music uh because it was kind of you were they were able to play it at like the right volume where it wouldn't uh just kind of cut a deep groove into the cylinder uh but it was enough to you know make it reproducible and at least listenable in some capacity um from there, cut a deep groove. It's a good. The I mean, almost concurrently, uh, lateral discs or flat discs or what things that look like vinyls now. Things that look like what if you ever see just like one of those really thick vinyl, quote unquote vinyl records, <laughs> quote unquote thick this vinyls, Fitch. Um, yeah. The <laughs> It's a double C. It's a chest sound. Yeah. It's, it's a, a thitch vinyl. Those were the next step uh, from the wax cylinder. Uh, again, it, at the beginning, they suffered issues with uh, fidelity. Um, they, yeah. They were not very... Uh, Good at not having sex with other people. Fidelity <laughs> joke again. Yeah. The same joke twice. I mean, it's, it's, Eat it. Hey, if, if the shoe fits, <laughs> keep making the joke. <laughs> Sorry, I made gross noises. That's John okay. It. Um, so with lateral disc, at first they did a similar process to the wax cylinders, where they would cut directly into them. But um, sorry, I'm later... imagining. Sorry, I'm imagining them taking like this big round disc and just smooshing it down, <laughs> but still trying to record on the outside. Oh my god. No, <laughs> very long. It's like, you need no, to play no, it real, no. real slow. 
One no. revolution takes ten One minutes. One revolution takes ten minutes, yeah. No. If um, only there was a better way! <laughs> if only we had more surface area somewhere. This on is this infuriating. <laughs> Black and white footage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why isn't it working? <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um, so... And the, the material they were made of was very fragile as well. Uh, initially, they were made of things like glass and, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, they made them out of glass for I a mean, little while. still and better than paper. Still better than paper. Uh, I don't mean to be super mean to the person who recorded the first noise, but, like, Shit, still dude, paper, come paper. on. Well, I mean, that's, maybe that's just what he had in the office. <laughs> what he fucking had around. Okay. <laughs> I would rather use I mean, like even, my own skin. Even if it's not like they had computer paper reams just in every room in the house, like we do now. So we were on wax. We were on then thick cylinders. Yeah, and then thick. after glass, um, because of a shortage during the first Spanish American War. War. Oh, sorry, wrong one. No, the bigger one. <laughs> The world the first one. The first Spanish American, also everybody else wore. Yeah, Spanish America and most of Spanish the other American, European German. countries. So because of uh glass shortages during World War One and the development of the new material shellac. And the fact that glass was kind of a bad idea. Yeah, glass was kind of a really bad idea. They uh it's, like, it's hard, making... right? That's good. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, they started making the materials out of shellac. And uh, that was kind of became the standard for a little while uh, before, obviously before vinyl uh, was the predominant uh, format. So with the quality of, as the quality of the records improved, um, the quality of the process in making them obviously improved as well. So So at what point did we stop shouting at things? uh, Pretty much at this point. Nice. Where... um, Wait, we were shouting into glass? I don't think we were sh- well. We weren't shouting directly at the glass, but I guess sort of. They were just shouting into the device that mm-hmm. etched into the glass. Still had to shout um, though, huh? Yeah. Shit. Still had to probably shout and play at, loudly. And at what point are we? At the, we I are, mean, we're in. We're in sort of the talking about playing it loud. Getting yeah. back to the nineties. Come on. Yeah, we are in the uh, sort of jazz, blues era. The very early. The old jazz cigarette era. The very early jazz ragtime blues era. So, so like this is like early World War One-ish. World War One-ish, 1910s. Um, Getting ready for all that prosperity. That's never, all that prosperity and social. That's never uh, going to go away. Social progress. That's totally not going to go back. That's totally not for only a specific group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, it's weird how progress is so one directional and permanent and how uh, you can't lose rights once you have them. It's so weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fucking salty as shit on this. Yeah. Sorry. Hi. And of course... <laughs> Learning <laughs> podcast. And of course, with uh, the two formats existing at the same time, we have our first boom, 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 format war. Hell yes! <laughs> format war! What do we got? Uh, Who's it? What does Nintendo do that Sega don't? We've got Thomas Edison's wax cylinders. <laughs> versus the shellac records. Hell yes! 
I bet you'll never guess what which one won. <laughs> it's the records. Yeah, I, I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah, they just ended up being of better quality, more durable. Um, the, Less related to Thomas fuck Edison. The technology was more accessible, which is usually how uh, most format wars go. Well, from what I've heard, what happens is you make the technology very unaccessible and have to pay important like licensing fees, and that ke- that's sort of a gate that keeps trash away from music and video games and the media. Film. I mean, format wars have changed. <laughs> Format war never changes. (laughs) So from there, uh, there's a brief stop at the format of wires. Um, This this is a recording medium that I still it's it. I have a hard time wrapping my head around it, so I didn't really write much about it. I feel um, like it'd be just easier to wrap a wire around your head. I know it would be easier to do that than for me to understand the understand technology how the of fuck wire you recorders. Put a music on a wire. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Is wire it like those terrible little strips that like I they're don't know not strips. They're they're just like it's metal like metal wire that's like real. It's as thin as a human hair. And what? Yeah. Wait. No, what? It's really weird. I don't. I, I should probably get one just because I need any free. How will you be able to tell between it and, like, a hair that fell out of my head? <laughs> well, they come on spools, so it's not like. Yeah, so does my. Joe, you know my hair does that as well. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's a fair point. It is a fair point. Yeah. Uh, wire recorders were primarily limited to dictation, though some people. Dicks. Yeah. Dictators. Dictation. Probably some dictators use them. But I don't know for sure. I mean, the U.S. government definitely used them. So, so moving on, at least one group of dictators. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. We don't have dictators. We just install them in other countries. Yeah. So with wire recorders, yeah, they were limited mostly to dictation and home use. Uh, They were, again, I mean, as these technologies sort of are developed, they get more and more affordable. why I could buy a wire right now. You could go buy. I mean, you could probably buy a wire. I don't know if you could buy a wire recorder. Absolutely not. I don't. I, I don't know where I'd start. Go on eBay. Maybe Craigslist. <sighs> yeah, that's too much effort. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy some wire and shout at it. There you go. <laughs> that might work. Who knows? Hey, you fuck! If the history of recorded sound has anything to teach us. It's, you I mean, shout just, things, just fucking shout, go for it. <laughs> just shout it, shit. I don't know. Maybe you'll be able to play it back someday. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Have you tried shouting at, at dirt on glass? Because apparently that's, you know. It works. That doesn't work. It has to be on paper. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't even say that. I think I think you didn't say I that. I didn't even say that because, Dan, maybe it does work. Maybe it does. Anyway, so wires. Did How you know... Did- Dan, did you know this is gonna maybe fuck you up a little bit? Uh oh. That like you can actually just like derive sound from objects with a high speed enough camera. If you have a, ca- a high speed enough camera, um, what? Yeah, because it can actually. You can see the, the air move. Because it can actually pick up the vibrations of objects in a room, uh. and um, they can decode sound from that's that. That's so upsetting. It's really fucking creepy and weird. And Yo, think about how many 
Like, now wait, it's, now wait. Yeah, it has to have a photo being taken of. You can't take an object. It's that already had some. No, you can't. You, no, that's you can't just that's read. not a thing. You can't just it's not like, like video game. You like, can't what's just been going on on this item. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What has it seen? What have I? What is going on? Um, no. Yeah, that's not a thing. But yeah, that is um that is a real technology that exists. You can decode sound from uh the physical vibrations of objects if you record. Uh, all I can them imagine in video. is like uh, there's a picture um, of someone's of someone's uh, butt in some pants. <laughs> And so I was like, "What are you? Why are you looking at this?" I'm like, I'm trying to decode this fart. <laughs> I know there's a fart here. I know no, it. there's not. It has to be going on uh, during the video. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. they, they fart yeah. while it's like, it like happens. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, okay, okay. You can if you look carefully, you can see there's a tutor happening right there. Yeah, there's there's a toots. It's toot city. It's toot city <laughs> up city. in this. It's toot city. Welcome to toot city, friends. We're done. With wires, Thank we're God. done with shouting into things. We're done with shellac? We're done with shellac. Oh, thank God. And now mm-hmm. comes the... A- 8-track? No. The analog tape revolution. Yeah! The Break it down. The gooey stuff. The Wait, what? Gooey? It's it's the I wrote it the gooey good good stuff. That's what I wrote on the why wire tape gooey. Well, because it's it's made of like uh, magnetic goo. Of course, my apologies. I, I mean that's what. <laughs> Damn. What the fuck is it made out of? Here, okay, so um, early paper analog tape was made back to fucking a, paper. Great with a paper backing, but it used um, there's. The material that it's coated in is a goo. It's like a ferric plastic. It has it's charged. Well, it's not charged, but it it contains the surface contains like millions of magnet goo, tiny magnets um, that are sort of suspended in uh, plastic type material. Um, and what happens is is the charges that are sent from the uh, recording head of a tape deck, uh, they align the magnets in such a way that it creates the literal waveforms of the sounds that are coming whoop. into the machine or out of whoop, the machine whoop, or what have whoop, you. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Lost me at waveform. Sorry about that. Okay. We're probably okay. going to get into waveforms. We'll get into in waveforms another... at a later time, okay. but it records the sound. Got it. Into It put the it, sound on magnets. It orients the magnets so that they form the shape of the sound, which is then read. Oh, like ones and zeros in a computer disc. No. Oh, okay. S- mm, no. Mm, okay. Oh, no, no, because you can't hear the ones and zeros, but you can kind of hear. Yeah, and you can't see the ones and zeros. If you put magnetic tape under a microscope, you could actually see the the uh, the waves of sound um, under that microscope. Fuck, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> analog tape is super cool. Wow, that sounds cool. Uh, it is unfortunate, however, Uh-oh. <laughs> that it was kind of invented. Well, I mean, it was invented Uh-oh. before. I mean, it was pretty Nazis took hold, but it was kind oh. of invented. During the Nazi regime in Germany, um, 
unfortunate. But the reason we have it in such a large capacity and the reason it was so immensely uh, popularized um, around the world was because of the United States taking that technology um, from war-torn Europe, like war-torn cities in Germany. They... uh, and in in the beginning, while it did suffer some lower fidelity in a different kind of way, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, it was still a more viable format than wax cylinders or cutting directly into records was at the time. So most of the advances were done by an engineer by the name of John Mullins in partnership with John Leguizamo. <laughs> with Bing Crosby. Oh, what? <laughs> so, um, what wound up happening was when uh, Mullins' army unit came upon, uh, they were, they called Bing them, Crosby. Yeah, came upon <laughs> Bing Crosby in we France. We got you surrounded. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you got me. You got me, Will. Well, you got me. You got one last trick up my sleeve. <laughs> I, is that Bing Crosby? I don't know who I'm doing think an impression so? of. I don't know. <laughs> He's a big band singer. I'm a big band singer. I'm probably <laughs> Bing Crosby. <laughs> Maybe I'm someone from the Rat Pack. Who knows? So when Mullen's unit came upon a magnetophone in France... Carly they G, what a sweet device to, we found here. <laughs> they brought it back to the United States. And uh, Mullins was using it to uh, do some personal recordings. He tweaked and improved the technology himself. Um, but when he was doing a public showing for audio recording engineers wait, and... Wait, he's doing a... He was an army person. Well, this is, at, this is post... What, did he just keep war. it? Yeah, he just kept it. <laughs> oh, I kind of assumed that he would have no. like had to have requisitioned that to like. I mean, maybe he did. I don't know that. I didn't. I didn't come upon those details. I found this thing in Germany. That's but mine, right? He did find it in France. I found this thing in France, right? <laughs> you know our allies. Anyway, I'll keep this. This yeah. is mine now. Yeah, that's. I mean, that sounds thanks, like thanks pretty, war. Thanks war. <laughs> So he um, was showing it changed. off at an audio engineering event uh, for you know recording engineers in the music industry and, and in Hollywood. And Vic Crosby was just like, "Hey man, this gooey tape can really swing." <laughs> it well, it wasn't personally really Bing Crosby, a, but really it was his manager who nice. noticed that the technology and uh, brought the two of them together for a, a personal demonstration. And Mr. Bing Crosby yes? saw a lot of potential in it, or at least well, I could I could shit out a new tape every five days. <laughs> this is incredible. I could make buco bucks. Give me a Salisbury steak every night and a, and a, a hard liquor every day. Dang it! And five cigarettes in between. Dang it, Johnny! I could, I could this tape, this newfangled tape is a real. What is something real, something fierce? I think you're trying to do a Hank Hill, but uh, you gotta be a little oh, looser. Like, 
No, that just became like, come up and see me sometime. <laughs> I can't. Hey, it's, uh, yeah, we, not everyone's got it, kid. And baby, I got it. That's right. I really hope this is what Big Crosby sounded like, <laughs> and this isn't like I Jerry Lewis know. or something. I, I don't know. No, I don't think it's Jerry Lewis. I know it's not Jerry Lewis, yeah. but I feel like it's someone from that era. I have no idea. The wrong um, fucking person. Bo, 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 bo. Anyway, so with, Bing Crosby. With, when it came to Bing Crosby's contribution, it was mostly monetarily so that Mullins could continue to invest Here's in. There's 20 bucks on a back massage. <laughs> Give me some tapes. So Mullins um, eventually was able to develop two and three track recording systems, which um, I've likely mentioned before, but most, I mean, all recorded mediums before the creation of magnetic tape mm -hmm. were one Mo track. Mono track. You shout at yeah. it, then you get that sh specific That's shout That's all you back. get. You don't have one no, source of shout. There's no ability to record multiple sources onto the same media. Like, you couldn't just put two big shouting tubes and shout at the same needle. Yeah. They probably tried that, but it probably didn't work, obviously, because... They were shouting into, a, were fucking shouting tube. into a fucking tube. Um, <laughs> onto some fucking paper! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was the first time you could record multiple... Uh, multiple tracks of audio onto a single device or single medium. Now, um, how does that work? I mean, you the way you just mentioned the two cylinders thing. Two shadows, two tubes. It's honestly not that far off. Well, I imagine them um, converging into one needle. Yeah. but That can't be right. With tape, it's basically as basically as I can try to explain this with my knowledge, um, which is basically the point of this podcast. Basically, basically, <laughs> where uh, the what you're able to do is take the uh, <laughs> the um, system that. <laughs> the system what are you doing with the system <laughs> the I keep putting my nose on the microphone <laughs> keeps just trying to get... I'm it's so sorry I'll stay... look I'm over here now okay How... so like yeah. is it like one wave thing on top of the other wave thing it's multiple waves concurrent uh, in separate space on a piece of tape. Um, so rather than having one waveform wave right. on a piece of tape, uh, the improvement in technology allowed them to uh, kind of compress the size of the recording heads, uh, the magnets that actually aligned the uh, pieces of metal in so the tape. So they're like side by side. They're side by side. Oh, yes. okay. That okay. That they makes are sense. physically side by side. Okay, cool. That's what um, I was curious about. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like one was on top of another layer mm. of magna goo. No, or... that is that is a thing you can do with magnetic tape, but we can get into that at a later time. In the um, uh, in episode eight, magnet tape magnets. and what you can do with it. Magnets. It's How do they work? You can shove it up your ass. <laughs> Fuck magnet tape. 
Okay. Episode seven is just me shouting yeah. about paper. Yeah. So. So that that came with the ability to uh, record, say, a big band, mm-hmm. and then record the singer after. Oh shit. Or record the big band on one track, and record the singer on a separate one, so you could balance between oh. the two in the mix down, uh, or is, when it came to making the master recording. Is this how we got stereo sound? Stereo sound later? does come a little later, okay, but cool. it is we'll get to that, later. that is how we were able to start doing stereo sound was... Um, well, we can get to that when we get to that. Yeah, Sorry. we can get to that. We can get to that later. Yeah. Um, right now, we're just fucking hype as shit that we get two channels of music. Yeah. It's like bleep. And then also, yeah. So you get, um, yeah, and, and I mean, analog tape is kind of the primary medium of choice for. I mean, you give it seventy years, about sixty, seventy years. So much more persistent than, Shit. and I mean, even up to modern day, there are, there are plenty of people who are like, I only do analog tape. I do the the worms because it's. I mean, digital is still Cold. in its. I mean, it's not it's, warm. <laughs> Common misconception. All music is cold for this potato in your brain. <laughs> wow. It's a series of perceptions. <laughs> Whoa. So, tape 70 so, um, years. Yeah. Damn. So we can actually get... Um, we're going to go to the end of... Well, not the end of tape, but to the sort of fallen oh, popularity the, of tape. Hold on a sec. We, we're at the end of the tape. Make sure to take the tape out, turn it over, and yeah. then you get to hear the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Woo! Excellent job! Thank you! Very good! Turn the page. It's time. Well, sorry, what's the time for? It's time for the beeps and boops, D- a.k.a. D- D- digital audio. That's right. Digital. The year is 1957. Ah! <laughs> That was much sooner than I intended. Than I thought. Yeah, it's it's not great until the about year thirty Y2K. years later. But um, yeah, 1957 was again kind of that pseudo like okay, it's recorded sound, but it's think like a music box, like a digital music box, and like a cyber box, like a server, a synthesizer. Oh, okay. If you will. I mean, I don't understand how a synthesizer works. We'll get to that later. Okay. Much later, probably. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. I need like four more episodes about fuck paper first. No, this is going to be the last one. Now, now how the heck does a digital sound? Well, this digital sound in particular was, I mean, arguably not so digital, but it was not... (laughs) It produced. May, it may have been an alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Max Matthews, what a name. Yeah, good name. Uh, of Bell Labs. Of Devo. Developed the process of recording sound digitally to a computer. So not computers like, you know, not but like, like a f- house-sized computers. Yeah, the kind that, that used tape. The kind that used yeah, like, well, no, even before that. Oh, the, the kind, kind that, that used, used cards? The kind that used punch cards and tubes. Oh, no. Yeah. How do you make um, music out of that? Yeah, it was. Is it just pneumatic tubes? Not, <laughs> it was obviously not very advanced, but um, 
he did he did create the first programming language for generating like generating music with a computer it it was called um, C++ no it was not and sorry it's called java it was called music m u s i c all caps okay, it's an good. acronym good, and good, good. i didn't get uh mediocre uh sucks ice cream <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go um, so his first his first piece which i would definitely recommend looking up is called the silver scale um and it was the first thing ever composed with that technology. It's very short. It's a little bit creepy because it's very, very low fidelity. Electronic music being unnerving. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. Um, now, ten years later is when we have our next big advancement in digital recording technology. Uh, again, it's still before digital recording is anywhere near commercial viability or it's mainly research purposes at this point. Um, a little thing known as postcode modulation. P-O-S code or P-O-S-T? Pulse. P-U-L-S-E. Postcode modulation. Postcode modulation. Um, I believe I have a brief description of this here. Postcode modulation. Uh, but I believe wrong. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> The first one was developed by... Uh, the NHK, or Japanese Broadcasting Corporation. Nice. In 1967, and it was I a like mono, monaural recorder, so one track, one source track. One um, united source of and track. And it took them two years to get it to produce stereo. Uh, initially, the recordings were fairly lo-fi, uh, their frequency response was not great, uh, which means they couldn't produce a lot of high frequencies. It was mostly, um, you know, the running the gamut from about low to a bit below what the human hearing range is. Mm. So anything coming out of it would sound like for dogs. If no, 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 for dogs music, not above but below. Oh, sorry. Yeah. For so within, moles. but it it was it was. It would mean that it would sound a bit more muffled. You wouldn't have sort of the clarity of uh, what you think of digital or even analog at the time. Um, the The clarity was not uh, nearly what it came to be. Um, Much like now that we were getting to the 60s, it makes sense that there's not a lot of fidelity. Yeah. Now, I'm going to keep making that joke as long as I can. Uh, and as a side note, in 1970, James Russell patented the first digital to optical recording and playback system, aka the CD ROM? Yeah, the technology at least that led to the CD ROM or the compact disc. To optical? Yeah. Now, was it, it doing ones and zeros and shit? That is. Yes, that is still. It's digital, so anything digital is ones and zeros, but it's Fair. encoding Sorry. it into... Sorry. No, 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 that's okay. But it's encoding it into a medium that is read by something like a laser, like a CD, so an optical medium, which is... It's weird to think of CDs as an optical medium. No, it makes sense, because yeah. like a laser balls the eye at it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You're welcome. What do you think I'm here for? And explaining all the, good, all the stuff. Here we are. In 1971, 
funky as hell. Where the first use of NHK's digital recording technology came to fruition with uh, two albums. I was only able to find one of them. So if you look it up, you can find the album title is Something. Uh, and it's by Steve Marcus and Jiro Inagaki. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. I was able to look that up, and it's now, pretty cool. Something, as in the actual word. Something. The word S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G. Yeah. So the title is... S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G. Yeah, something. And the other one was Usu, The World of Stomu Yamashita by... Stomu Yamashita. Uh, they were kind of jazzy almost uh on the kind of like improvisational side very experimental stuff but uh really? what I you like find experimental with... electronic music i wouldn't have thought yeah, you wouldn't that would... well it's not electronic music it's I still mean... oh sorry it's digital. Not... yeah it's just digitally sorry. recorded no that's okay wait digitally yeah. recorded so it's yeah. not using just like a computer to make a tone no that's kind of what i thought no it was. No, no no i apologize no, this is this is the actual encoding of, of sound, sound into a digital medium. I understand. Um, and now, you'll point. find a lot of times with new technologies, which is why these are sort of like jazz records. I mean, this is probably just the people they chose for this because they played jazz. But um, jazz classical is always good as a demonstration uh, genre for any sort of sound technology because there's a lot of dynamics. There's a lot of low, quiet sounds. There's a lot of, you can go any from quiet to loud. And the frequency response, so you have low bass frequencies all the way up to your high sort of mm. treble presence frequencies. All right, and... Um, only a year after those recordings were released, uh, in 1972, the first commercially available multi-track digital recorder was released. So a digital to recorder... To the public or for, like, recording like, studios? Yeah, to um, any sort of, like, commercial entities. Okay. Um, so recording studios, movie houses... Professional sound Professional sensors. <laughs> Sound keepers. From there, we have a couple of years. 1978, as computers start to become more advanced, which is a lot to say for 1978, uh, the first digital audio workstation is developed. So software that is on your computer that interfaces with external hardware uh, so that you can record sound into your computer rather than onto a separate device that uses uh, at the time mostly they were using digital tape medium so um, obviously similar in look and uh, at least similar in look and sort of aesthetic to analog tape but the formulations were different uh, the way that instead of the a, data like a was encoded, it was probably a ones and a it zero. was yeah, it encoded ones and zeros onto tape instead of instead frequencies. Of yeah. So, well, it, technically, it recorded sound 
that was then translated by a digital converter into ones and zeros. So it recorded shouts, it's weird. but it didn't record it as a waveform. No, it recorded it as, as like ones a and zeros. <laughs> that kind of sound. Beep boop boop beep boop boop beep boop beep. No, beep, if only it was that pleasant. No, I just mean like one zero zero one. Yeah, yeah. Off, off, off. Yeah, if you've ever, if you've ever had, uh, the chance to play. A digital tape on an audio source. Oh man! Or if you've used anything like um, any sort of older computers would use cassette tapes as storage for programs and things like that. If you play those cassettes back on a cassette player for audio, not you'll a, be very happy. It'll it's sound super a, good. Not a pleasant. You get a secret sound. message from the developer. No, you found it. <laughs> I mean, maybe job, they put buddy. those on there, but no, you did not get good sounds at all. Not Here's good. my secret symphony. <laughs> it's me, oh my God. Bob Computer. Yeah, that's how that's how Bill Gates <laughs> that's how Bill Gates has released yeah. all of his mixtapes. So with the with the advent of the digital audio workstation, uh, editing and uh, things of that nature became a lot started to become easier because editing with tape, you're literally using razor blades to cut and tape to paste back together tape fun so it's it's a lot less it's less physical so there's less uh you have a much much tighter margin of error um well almost no margin of error because you know computers digital technology is quote unquote perfect uh in its processes of course but um how's how's your computer by the way i mean it's perfect yeah that, that computer is having issues Computers are perfect. I didn't say the computers themselves were perfect. I just said the processes were theoretically perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, and thanks to digital recording. Thanks, digital um, recording. They're putting me out of a job. <gasps> no. Ah! In 1984, uh, Sony made some big steps in accessibility with. Uh, recording technology. I mean, at that time, reel-to-reels were accessible. Uh, cassette multi-track recorders existed. Um, but something where you could record higher fidelity audio as a, I'm going to say the prosumer market, is it starts to kind of exist. So That's like, a fun word. Yeah, it's a fun word. It's a really good corporate word. Yeah, it stinks. But um <laughs> Yeah, so basically people who were hobbyists but more a little bit more than hobbyists almost like people who wanted hobbyists to do it with money. Yeah, hobbyists with money. Exactly. Privileged to hobbyists. Privileged hobbyists. Yeah. Or hobbyists, I guess hobbyists who were making money, because even hobbyists are sort of, uh, you know, to have something that's expensive as a hobby is definitely a privilege. So, hobbyists who began to start recording for other people. Um, and uh, in 1984, yeah, the technology of the VHS tape was adapted for use with digital audio recorders um so you could use a vhs cartridge cassette to cartridge jet with an external digital audio recording hardware unit to record 
your digital, your music or your Sweet fucking tunes. I don't know why you rec- use something so elaborate to record your speeches, but I mean, hey, different strokes for different folks. Some folks like shitty strokes. Some <laughs> folks true. like inefficient, shitty strokes. It's Those true. people are fans of Vaporwave, so that's us. That's right. And in 1987, brought the digital audio tape, which is a much smaller format. Same concept, but smaller format. And in 1989, Digidesign. That's now the year after I was born. The company that no longer exists because it was bought out by Avid. That Magnavox. Makes Digidesign. Oh, sorry. Created sound tools. And I think you can see where this is going. This is going to turn into Corel Paint Shop. It was the first. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) No. (laughs) It was the first. Sorry, Corel Paint Shop Pro. Jeez. (laughs) It was the first. Corel Paint Shop Pro Super. (laughs) Yeah. It was the first digital audio workstation that could be run on consumer computers um so you could buy a computer and not just do your spreadsheets and your word processors now hey this isn't this isn't 1986 you can you could do more than just the, it's 1989 yeah, you can this is the future you could record a voice on here and change it yeah yeah that was my voice at one and point while computers at the time were being used to you know record um MIDI data, which is, to picture it easier, a digital piano roll um, or a digital punch card if you want to go really far back. But uh, now you can actually record the sounds. So I can speak into this microphone. It will be encoded by an interface that takes the audio signal and turns it into ones and zeros and sends it right to the computer. And now the sound is in the computer as ones and zeros, and you can play it back and listen to it as sound, sound waves. However, it is really important to note how how you lose the warmth when you do that. <laughs> yeah, all the warmth is gone. All, all of it. All the heat, the physical heat that was inside the music dissipates the as it's converted to digital. The heat. Ooh, get a little hot on that. Oh. Don't worry. We're recording it digitally. It shall be cold and sterile, and like from all that data. Point, sound tools uh, became Pro Tools, which is what we are recording into right now. Um, thanks, Pro Tools. Thanks, Sound Tools. Thanks, 1989. It's the future, and Pro I, Tools. I, we're living it along with other DAWs like Cubase, Garage Logic, Band. Reason. Uh, FL Studio, Garage Band, Audacity, Garage Band. The yes. only one I know of besides Pro That's Tools. Cool. Sorry, uh, Sony Vegas. Those all came wait, out around. Wait, what does Sony have? What is theirs? Sony is it... has uh, Sound. Uh, well, they have Acid, they have and then they have SoundForge. Acid and SoundForge. I used to use those the when I was a, a scrub. <laughs> Judgment made. Got it. <laughs> Acid is for I'm scrubs. Just saying, no, I was a scrub when I used them. <laughs> That's such a good one. Oh, oh it's, it's dead. over. It's over. Sorry. Well, I got it. I made a cute. I t- got it in the recording. Hey, everybody. In the digital recording. Hey, everybody. 
This is Dan. I made a cute toot with my nose it on was. accident. It was hilarious. It's gone now. It's, it's gone lost. Now. But it's not lost forever. Thanks to digital recording. Thanks, piano roll. And we've been shouting this entire thing into a tube. <laughs> and that leads us to today. Yeah. MP3s. And currently. Yeah. MP3s. Wave files. Flax. Flax. Alax. Ogvorbis. Ogvorbis. <laughs> uh, AFs. MP2s. Don't don't fuck with me. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> MP2, very funny. Yeah, they, they existed. Ha ha ha. I mean, they were very quickly taken over by MP3s, but... <laughs> and there's also the, the best music format, uh, iTunes proprietary <laughs> DRM locked music format. MP4s. Do not steal. <laughs> and, uh... That's the end That's of our not-so-brief history of recorded sound. Wow. I sure do know a lot more about the ways that we recorded sound. Yeah, all the weird ways that we did that. But, Joe, I have a lot more questions. I have a lot of things I'd like to know. Uh, I want to know. You know what would be a good thing for me to like to know about? Yeah. What's up with digital rights management, Joe? Oh, my God. Damn. Joe, what's up with... Uh, <laughs> What are the kinds of formats that are available to sound now? And, uh, Joe, just what the dang hell is a waveform? What's that even mean? What the hell is that? I can tell you, Dan. I mean, I can definitely explain them to you after I do more research. Nice. And that's what this podcast this is, podcast is going to be. It's going to be... I think of weird questions about music, and Joe has to answer and them. And I'm going to figure out a freaking answer. Yeah. And, uh... You'll probably maybe you'll maybe you'll maybe you'll learn a little bit on our journey to teach Through my music. friend Dan about sound. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna have to. I think for that weird, you know that thing that you showed me that's like a flat line. No, it's like a rise up, a oh, rise an, halfway down. You mean an a envelope? Flat line. <laughs> it's called an envelope. Yeah, I think it's, we're gonna need a video. That's for an envelope that. specifically pertaining to. Uh, synthesizers. Yeah, we're gonna need a video for that. Also, a whole episode for synthesizers. <laughs> we could do an episode on synthesizers. Yeah, I mean, I know you don't really, you're not super into. Synthesizers I definitely don't really enjoy really synthesizers. Even keyboards in general. Yeah, I really hate everything. Real fucking angry at them. Yeah, just trying to see if I can find any. So, uh, that's I it. think that's gonna be it for today, though. Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening. Uh, once again, my name is Dan. And I'm Joe. And this has been Sounds, Sounds cool. cool. Oh, and um once again. So we're we're still a little raw, admittedly. admittedly. So like I'm gonna once again ask, I'm going to say I'm yeah. gonna call it after five episodes, feel free to write a review about us. Yeah. On iTunes. Yeah. If you really want you can write one now, but you could. it's gonna be like but it's gonna be Hey, different. this sucks. They just started, it's no good. Yeah, that stinks. That's not but, but by episode, after episode five. Look, if it's not say, good by episode five. Uh, it's our fucking fault. I think, Feel free I to think burn we'll, us to the ground. we'll all have learned a lesson about ourselves at that point. <laughs> Sounds will not be very cool. Sounds will be sad. So uh, this podcast was recorded at Sunbear Recording Studios. That's right. In, in uh, Huntington, New York. I almost said Hicksville. Uh, Huntington, New York. Uh, it is... A solo venture from myself. Uh, just I, I was offered a space under an art gallery, 
And uh, an art gallery inside a barn, and underneath that barn or art <laughs> gallery, you'll find just the sweetest tunes you could ever find recorded. There are a lot of layers to the to the existence of this recording studio, and I'm. But the real takeaway is that he does a really good job. Oh, thanks. Uh, you're welcome. And I'm not just saying that because you're my bestest pal. I'm also saying that because you do a really good fucking job. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Dan. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, I just felt we should mention Sunbear. Yeah, that's all. Do you yeah. want to say anything about that garage? Um, uh, no, that's okay. Okay, I think we're good. All right, so uh, until next time, um, this is Dan and this is Joe, and this is sounds, sounds cool. cool. We can stay fix that. In, we'll fix stay, that in post. Well, you gotta get the music to know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool.